Hello you. It's Alvin here from the Success Unscrambled podcast. And in this particular episode, we're going to be looking at 11 blood blog post ideas that you can use to skyrocket your traffic and your income. So if you are a regular listener to my uh, podcast, you know I'm all about Pinterest, time management, efficiency, productivity uh, for your blog. And I thought over the last few weeks, I've given you so many tips on time management and strategy and all of that. And what I needed to do to help you um, to get, you know, the content that you need for your editorial calendar for 52 weeks. That's right. 52 weeks for the year. So let me sort of speak in plain English so you'll understand what I mean. So as a blogger or a business owner, um, one of the key things you always hear people say is content is king meaning that you need to keep generating fresh content to your website or your blog on a regular basis. Now, it could be daily. I have a friend who does 25 uh, blog posts every single day. Or you could be doing it uh, uh, weekly, one blog post a week or one blog post a day. Or you could decide to do it every month. Whatever your uh, frequency of generating content whether it be videos, blog posts, um, content upgrades or giveaways, uh, e-courses, e-books, etc. The thing that everyone suddenly realizes when you start a blog is that you need to find stuff to talk about. <laughs> because you could exhaust a specific topic in, in, in sort of no time at all. So you probably get to your 10th, your 12th, or your 50th blog post and realize, uh-oh, I don't have anything else to say. What will I talk about next, etc. So in this episode, I'm going to show you a really clever hack. Well, not just one, but 11 ways you can actually generate um, content, no matter with your eyes closed, or your eyes open, etc., on a very regular basis. Um, and then you'd have, you know, to pick and choose. You'll have the logs to pick and choose what you're going to post this week. So, if you've never heard of the term editorial calendar before, basically, it's just your calendar for the month. And what you do is, if you say decide you're going to post weekly, you decide what day your post is going to go live. Say it's on a Tuesday of every week. And you're gonna come. You're gonna fill in the content for every week on whatever that blog post is. It could be just content actually for social media, because one of the key ways of getting a lot of traction on Facebook is to post a minimum of four times every day. Right. Before I go off on a tangent, let's stick to what we're going to be doing here. So, how do we go about finding this content? Like I said, coming up with the content is um, quite tricky, um, whether it be for uh, blogging or generating content for social media or video, most importantly, um, you require some form of um, 
you know, strategy or, you know, a plan to come up with this content on a regular basis. You might require actually content for a community, like a Facebook group, uh, or send an email on a regular basis to your list. And even if you don't have a, a, a list, you know, you would want to know, okay, how do I cover this content? So one of the things that a lot of um, online marketers do is they actually ask the audience. If you remember the show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? <laughs> you have three options when you can't answer the question. You can phone a friend, you can ask, ask the audience, and I just can't remember the third option right now. Um, but you have those options. And if it is you don't have an audience to ask, or if your audience isn't giving you feedback, they might be all very shy, then you can be stuck in a position where you have no idea what to write about because you have no idea what your audience wants. So let's take a look at um, these 11 ways or 11 hacks that you can use to come up with the content. So first of all, if you remember um, last week, we looked at or in the last podcast episode, we looked at um, Pinterest SEO tips and I covered a bit on keyword research. Now, obviously, keyword research is one of the key ways to find content because you, in the keyword research tools that I mentioned last week, um, based on your your keyword phrase. So, if for example, I'm trying to remember what I I was a suggestion last week, but let's just take one for example, um, farmhouse restoration for example, and you stick that into the keyword research tool, it will actually spit out a number of uh, phrases that people are already looking for, which is an, a, a, you know, a, cool, a cool way to come up with ideas for your blog posts. The only problem with, with using that way is that um, the, the, the phrases that's been generated, or the vast majority of them, say probably 80% of them, have very tough keywords to rank for in the search engines. Which so you might want to exclude those, but then again, it depends on if it is you want you're using that keyword phrase to rank in the search engines or not. Um, and then you know there are other tools out there which I'm going to discuss in a moment. Um, so before I get into that, I just want to go over that, that that sort of keyword research idea. So you use the tool, you come up with the idea, you sort of have a short list. And you write on those particular topics, especially the ones that's least competitive or of medium competitive com- competition has medium competition in it. Uh, so you need to be obviously very very clear in your head. So, for example, if if for example you put a search in as putting a farmhouse farmhouse restoration as your keyword phrase, you may not know specifically what question people are asking about farmhouse restoration. It could be how to do it, where to find um, furniture for, to do farmhouse restoration. It could be how to do a DIY job of restoring a specific item, whether it be a wardrobe or cupboard or a mirror or whatever. Um, so that's the only shortfall with keyword research. That's why it's only one of the ways of finding out what your audience is looking for. Um, if you could find a way to find out exactly which questions are the popular questions that the audience, the audience is sort of typing in either into the search engines or into Pinterest, then that would help you a lot, wouldn't it? And by the way, it is okay for you to pivot when you find the specific questions um, that 
you know, that your audience is actually typing in uh, to the search engines. Which brings me nicely to the next point, which is um, your editorial calendar. I know I covered this a little bit uh, briefly, but I wanted to focus on this very, very specifically because it's so very important that if you don't complete this specific step, you could be writing and writing for the rest of your life for five, ten years, say for example, on your blogs and not generating the engagement or the, the return on investment on each specific blog post. So I wanted to pause for a moment before I go into the rest of the tools that you know are useful for coming up with these questions and focus a bit on your editorial calendar. So say, for example, we look at the editorial calendar from January to December, so for 12 months of the year. And say I've, I've shown you these tools that you use to generate the questions. Obviously, you need to group the questions based on your topic. But one of the best ways to set up your calendar for the whole 12 months or 24 months or 36 months, it all depends on how you lay out um, how do I put it? Your, let's just call it your offers for the year. So um, I do have a screenshot of this included in the show notes or the blog post. So you can take a look at it uh, in more detail there. The idea is, so say for the month of January, you decide you're going to talk about Twitter or Facebook or farmhouse restoration or um, farmhouse design or whatever it is, whatever the topic is you're going to talk about for the month of January. Um, one of the best ways to organize your content is to have or to focus or zoom in on a specific offer for each month. So in my particular case, in January, I can talk about Facebook. In February, I can talk about Twitter. In uh, March, I can talk about Pinterest. Uh, in April, I can talk about LinkedIn. Okay, I'm going to pause there for a second. So in January, when I speak about Facebook, all of the blog posts that I write for that month of January, whether it be one every day, 25 a day, or maybe one a week. So if it's four blog posts, 10 blog posts, 20 blog posts, it doesn't matter. If I'm talking about Facebook for the month of January and I am offering an e-course, an e-book, video training, in other words, I must have something that I'm offering for the month of January that resonates with the whole idea of Facebook, which I'm focusing on for that month of, of uh, January. So every blog post has a goal in that it is going to promote this ebook or video course or webinar or whatever my offer is for the month of January. Then in February, when I start speaking about Twitter, I am going to really narrow down my focus and have all my blog posts resonating with this Twitter, this whole idea of Twitter. Now, it doesn't have to always include the word Twitter in it. Well, I guess it does have to include the word Twitter, but you know what I mean? You sort of um, sort of zoom in on whatever the offer is. And so, for example, in January, I offered, let's just say, an ebook uh, around Facebook. In, Feb in February, my offer is on a webinar 
that is around driving traffic from, from to your business from Twitter. So every post that I generate or create um, for the month of February talks about um, something around that where I can slip in the offer of this webinar that focuses on Twitter for the entire month of February and so on and so on until I get the 12th month of the year or for whenever. And I know that might seem a little bit daunting, but hold for a second because the next topic I'm going to talk about in the next sub-top, sub-topic is going to give you a, a very profound aha moment on this journey of generating content, of generating blog post ideas uh, for your blog or for your business. So you go on. The, the first thing I would do if I were in your shoes, once once I give you access or the information surrounding this particular tool, um, is decide in the back of your mind what is your offer for each month. And by the way, you can have, for example, an ebook on Facebook in January. You can have a video course on Facebook in February. You can, in other words, you can talk about Facebook all year long. But each month, it should be focused on whatever that offer is. Because remember, the whole idea of of having this blog or yeah, writing up content, producing content, is that you want to get re uh, gain a return on your investment. You want to generate an income for yourself from doing all this content. Otherwise, it will be in vain. Like, What's the point in doing it if you're not generating content, uh, in an income? So... With that in mind, I just wanted to make sure you understand this whole concept of the editorial calendar because obviously, you know, you can fill up your editorial calendar with all sorts of content. And that's a profound turning point for me when it comes to blogging because I could just blog all day long and, you know, for 12 months of the year and probably generate, hmm, I don't know, $0.07 cents or $20 for the whole year and that would not be a great return on my investment. But the moment I start getting an investment enough that will actually pay for all of the tools that I use um, to keep that blog going and then obviously eventually generate an income for me, then it will be worth my while. All right. So next up, we have the questions, which is so important. So what are people, what is your audience looking for? Why are you even bothering to write? Have you sit, sat down and really thought about this, um, you know, in a very consistent and strategic manner? manner? And where not will you find these questions? Especially if you're a brand new blog and nobody's giving you feedback at all. You have no comments on your posts uh, or maybe you're only getting spam comments or you, haven't, you, or you, you know, on all the other social media platforms, you're not getting any sort of feedback. Where do you find the questions? How do you know what your audience is interested in? So recently I discovered this really cool tool. <laughs> I love the sound of that cool tool um, called uh, Answer the Public. And I'll say that slowly. It's called Answer the Public. Answers and answer questions. Answer the, the Public. And the website is answerthepublic.com. And what is so amazing about this tool is that it can generate anywhere between 150 and 200 questions that people are asking or that your audience is asking or people are asking, generally speaking, um, about your particular topic. All you need to do, so in, in your case where you want to have, um, say, for example, fa um, farmhouse restoration or 
um, kitchen restoration or DIY kitchen restoration or whatever it is, you plug that word uh, or phrase into this tool called Answer the Public and it will generate oh, over 100 questions that people are asking. So when you think about that for a second, 100 questions would actually give you, well, over 100 questions, would give you content for two whole years. Here's the, here's the kicker. It doesn't only give you questions. It also gives you comparisons, um, propositions, you know, um, alphabetical order, lots and lots and lots of information. And that is only on one topic. So if, for example, like me, I focus on four platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Pinterest, and Twitter. I'm saying that slowly because I'm sure I'm probably getting that wrong, but <laughs> for the time being, well, let's just say WordPress as well. And I can just type in each of those would and, and it will generate for me a minimum of 600 questions. I'm going to pause for a second. What would you do if you know 600 questions that your audience is asking right now um, on, say, on Google, using Google search engine? And yeah, what would you do with those 600 questions? Wouldn't that be a really big help to help you to, to, to let you know what they're interested in? What are they looking for? What, you know, and can you imagine how that will actually drive your engagement and increase the traffic on your website? Now, with this one tool alone, you can just finish the podcast and move on to something else because um, you, 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 know, you have a good piece of arsenal to get you your site or your business to another level. But bear with me a few more minutes because although this is super, there's so much more to come that will actually, you know, even, you know, drive, increase your income by 10x. All right. So what do we have next? So you found this tool. You've gotten your 600 questions. What else? What else can, you know, what else can actually top this? Well, I'll tell you. Next up, we have Facebook groups. Now, I'll repeat that, Facebook groups. Now, I don't know how many Facebook groups you belong to. I'm talking about business Facebook groups now, not groups where people are talking about, you know, renew reunions and, you know, stuff like that. I'm talking about Facebook groups where people are asking questions right now about how to do this or how to do that. Facebook groups, I probably belong to about 50 Facebook groups at this point. Um, not because I just want to get into Facebook groups. And, uh, just that, you know, some of them are, are good and some of them are not so good. Um, and you only know after you've joined it because a lot of people get excited and say, oh, this Facebook group, book, uh, the Facebook group is good. Um, and then when you join it, you realize it's good for a certain thing. And then, you know, as you grow and as you mature as a business or as a blogger, you've outgrown what they've, the question they've been asking and you move on to the next um, the next level. But you still can obviously contribute and help those who are um, not as um, savvy as you are in, you know, whatever topic that group is discussing. And just in case you've never searched Facebook groups before, I've actually put in an example of 
um, not necessarily the search bar, but the questions that people ask. So in this particular um, podcast, uh, my focus is on Twitter, for example, and you would see I have a screenshot within the show notes or the blog post showing you an example of search results that I brought up. And, you know, the questions are not, you know, sometimes you see a Facebook, a screenshot from Facebook and the questions are like a year, two years old. This is like this year in the, over the last two months. And you'd see questions that people are asking, you know, over the last few weeks on how to, is anybody active on Twitter? Uh, is it a gold mine? Let us connect, you know. Um, is Twitter dead? Uh, who here likes who has Twitter? Drop me a handle below. Um, Pinterest or Instagram? Which one? Which one do you prefer? You know, uh, some people say I hate Twitter. Right. Let's move on to that. Um, how do you get Instagram and Twitter followers? You know, you know questions that people are asking straight away in the last few weeks. Um, so if it is you belong to a Facebook group and you've never thought about searching it before, here is your opportunity. And if you, sell, if, you've, if you have never heard of Facebook groups for business before, just go out there and search. You just go into the search bar and search for whatever group name, how to start a blog or um, traffic generation, and you will see a whole lot of um, results. Obviously, like I said, some of the groups are mm, not so good. Some of them are excellent. Um, and if you would like, please let me know in, you know, in the actual show notes um in the comment section what if you'd like me to recommend my top 10 um facebook groups now unfortunately a lot of them that i belong to are of course women only facebook groups which is fine if you're a woman but if you're a man i actually belong to facebook groups that um are women and men as well not as many i probably belong to probably i don't know maybe between five and ten facebook groups that's um pulled for men and women and the rest of them are um, women only uh, you know I've gotten a lot of value from them so I, I'm sticking with them all right next up then is um, product ideas and like I said you know in the editorial calendar you'll obviously be writing every month or every week or whatever it is about your on your blog posts generating ideas etc if you have your 600 um, blog posts but then what are you going to sell to these um, visitors or, or to your audience what you know what are you going to help them do what are uh, what are, what value are you going to give um, add to their lives because you could write a, a sort of an overall generic blog post about a certain topic but to really um, give this person a step-by-step um, action on, on how they can get from a to b you um, would probably need to create an ebook an e-course or uh, uh, a video course you know you might or a webinar you might need to add a whole lot more for them to really get it to really get the value from it because a blog post is only f- a thousand two thousand words long which isn't a lot when you have to deliver a step-by-step training although I kind of did with the SEO um, the US SEO plugin but that's an exception to the rule now Next up, then, as I mentioned, is, is the product ideas. And you want to be able to see well, what people are looking to buy around this particular topic. So my focus was on Twitter, like I mentioned before. 
And if I, t uh, this, there's a tool I came across recently called, hmm, how do I, how, how do I pronounce this without getting, to tr getting into trouble with the person who, um, who created this tool? It's called Souvle. And I'll spell it. It's S double O V as in violin, L for Lima, E for echo. So Souvle, I guess is how you pronounce it. So it's like sar for an extra O, but the L actually comes, um, the, sorry, the V actually comes before the L and it ends in E. So go figure how, you know, but at least it's a unique name. Um, might not be as easy to pronounce. So you go to souvle.com and type in the word Twitter. And what it does, it brings up searches in a lot of um, uh, shopping sites. So obviously Google would be one of them because we actually have um, Google actually, you know, shows you things, people, uh, uh, products that people can buy. Uh, YouTube, um, Wikipedia, Yahoo, um, Bing and Amazon.com. I think there's one more tool, but I can't remember the other tool right now. So it brings you up the results and what people are searching for. Um, so say for example, in YouTube, people are looking for things like Twitter followers and Twitter mentions. And if you are a service provider and you provide social media marketing, you know that people are looking for a way to find out um, who mentioned their, their brand on Twitter and who uh, how many how, what you know how to get more Twitter followers for example um, for the Yahoo for the sorry for the Amazon.com site one of the results was Twitter for dummies 2018 was one of the results um, people are looking for Twitter speakers as well which is interesting I don't think I'll ever want to be a Twitter speaker but you know what you never know what the future holds so if it is you're a person who uh, is a speaker and you, you are versed in Twitter, people are looking for Twitter speakers. Now, I don't know if they're talking about a physical speaker, but I can't understand why you'd want Bluetooth speakers for Twitter. But maybe it's actual speakers. I have no idea. Um, what else? What else are people looking for? Uh, Twitter revolution, Twitter diplomacy. But anyway... You know, when you get a chance, you know, pick up pick up your laptop or phone and have a look at that particular software called Souvle. Put in your, your keyword, whatever that word is. It could be DIY renovations, for example. And you will see what people are searching for um, in terms of um, words with buyer intentions is what you call those. All right. So take a look at the... Blog, uh, blog post or show notes and you'll be able to see more information about that. Next up is uh, real questions. So I've, I've covered onto the public. I've covered uh, Facebook groups. I've covered Souvle. Now real questions. So this particular tool, hmm, how do I how do I classify it? Some people say, some marketers say it's you know, the real place to go and find questions that people are actually asking. Um, others say it's fake because, you know, marketers are the ones who are actually asking the questions and they actually answer the questions using a, a second account. To be honest, I don't know. All I know is that this site is getting a lot, a lot of traffic. It has a lot of followers. 
and I can't believe that they could all be marketers. But again, again, I could be absolutely wrong. But at least, the, the very, the very least, it's actually giving you possible questions that people are asking. So this particular tool, you probably heard of it, heard of it before. It's called Quora, and I'll spell that. It's Q U O R A Quora.com. It actually belongs to Google. So. The fact that people say it could be fake, I don't believe so because I think Google has, um, you know, ways of checking to see, um, you know, if people are sort of gaming the system. After all, Google is number one for having all these algorithms in place. So they must know whether or not um, people are gaming the system. And again, I've had I've had screenshots there in the show notes showing you um, the questions that people are asking. Um one of them is what tool could be used for Twitter marketing? Next one is uh, besides AdWords, Twitter and Facebook ads, are there any other good places to buy quality traffic? Next one is how do I know the top all time three hashtags or three accounts that are followed by my competitors, Twitter followers? So, you know, they are quite, uh, what do I call it? Advanced questions. They're not like a question that you find and answer the public. These are like super duper really long convoluted complex questions people who actually you know looking for a complex solution for their requirements that's why i don't think it's that fake as some people tend to say okay so that's quora.com so next up we're going to look at uh, five different blog post types that you can use to really take your blog to a whole new level Obviously, there are more types available. I'm going to focus on these five um, in this particular episode. Um, and what is really unique about these is, as opposed to just answering questions that people ask, um, it is really taking things to a more comprehensive sort of uh, level in terms of the actual blog posts. And you, you, you know what I mean by that when I... Um, explain it a little further so the five posts i'll give a summary of those particular five posts types so the first one is the report post post next up is your round up list your problem solving post your resource list and then your gift guide yeah i did say gift guide all right so let's look at the report post so report post as the name suggests would be like a report so you've gone you have um, conducted some sort of challenge for yourself say for example you've done a 30-day challenge for yourself um, experimenting and you've got results and you want to write this um, to your audience and saying oh my goodness I've you know I've um, increased my uh, my page views for my blog by 10,000 views a month uh, in 30 days by doing X it could be not X, but it could be just X, Y, Z, A, B, C, like six things. And that is what a whole report post is. You're giving a report of, you know, those book reports you used to write in school. Uh, you're giving a report about um, something you've absolutely done and gotten a great accomplishment and you want to share it with the world, so to speak. Now, this can easily become an ebook or a video training because, you know, it could be a comprehensive thing that you did. But what a report, the whole idea behind the report is to give your audience an over, a sort of high-level overview of the things that you did, not necessarily step-by-step, step, um, 
to in order to accomplish that. So here are five examples um, of what are, what you know you could possibly have have, a, have as a report. Bit stumbling today, am I? All right. So how I gain ten thousand followers in thirty days on Instagram? You know, you see that all the time, um, and a lot of the time when people say that is because they probably already have. Uh, they probably already have 5,000 followers and they gain an extra 10,000 or something like that. Uh, it's never really from scratch. But the point is they've gained the 10,000 in 30 days and they're going to show you how I did it, how they did it. Next up is how to receive over 100,000 unique views every month on Pinterest. Sorry, yeah, on Pinterest. Um, I know this is possible because I'm, I'm doing it myself. Um, and I actually have a, a podcast that I covered and, and did this before. And there's a report available. So I'll put a link anyway in the show notes back to that particular um, episode and podcast. Uh, next up is how I got over 10,000 um, connections on LinkedIn in six months. Find out how. That's another way. So you might have um, over a six month period. I know I personally did something like this. I decided I'll give myself a challenge. I think at the time I had 1,500 um, connections and I wanted to get uh, past the 10,000 mark. And I did everything I can possibly think of, hacked all the way and got to my 10,000 connections. So if I can do it, you can do it too. Next up is like how I got over 5,000 views on a single post uh, on LinkedIn in seven days. Again, this is something I accomplished myself. I don't have a, a blog post on this. so don't go looking for it yet. I might have in a few uh, weeks time. Who knows? And finally, another suggestion of a report is how to start a blog in 10 days or less on a on zero budget or low cost budget. Something again, um, that's doable. I actually have a course on that. So yeah, if you're interested, uh, do check the show notes for the link to that. So you can either um, have it as a sort of outline, not necessary step by step, but just a high level overview, um, showing screenshots, uh, really interactive because um, images always helps should the before and the after uh, as much as possible um, but like I said stay high level and then you can use the actual step-by-step -step as a course or as a video course or ebook or something like that um, but that's your what we call your typical report post next up is a roundup list and, and if you've never heard of this before, essentially you focus on a particular topic like the top three platforms to drive traffic to your blog in 2018, for example. And what you want to do then is um, you want to contact um, what we called the I'm looking for experts in your niche um, who can give you suggestions about what is working in 2018, for example, um, or whatever the year is when you listen to this particular podcast. It could be 2019, it could be 2020. Um, and you want to be able to ask these experts in the field, let them give you a sort of a paragraph or two about what's working. Um, so, for example, you might con contact an expert in Twitter, an expert in Facebook, an expert in LinkedIn, an expert in Tumblr, upon an expert on Medium and let them all give their summary and then you put that all together in a round up post and then see if you get 10 different people to give their feedback or 15 um, and you'd see the title of the post then would be um, 15 um, sorry 15 probably 15 15 things 
that experts say are working to drive traffic from social media this year, for example. Um, and that's how you go about doing it because obviously you can do roundup posts of all the other posts that you've done is on a specific topic. So it could be on, you know, one of the other social media platforms or DIY kitchens, or you might have a roundup post that covers things like sinks, cupboards, um, appliances, uh, what else is in the kitchen? Large appliances, small appliances, uh, display units, um, cutlery, uh, crockery, etc. pots, pans, la la la. So you can have a roundup post that just covers a whole lot of them because you've covered them in the past and you can use it then as a way to um, to resurface your your old uh, blog posts. So, for example, if you if over the last 12 to 24 months you've covered um, air topics on you know the DIY kitchen, and uh, what you realize then is that still works. A lot of them still work, and you just want to remind your audience that these posts are still there, very useful. Go have a look at them. You you talk about a paragraph of each of them and link back then to the old blog post. I did include a video there that gives you, um, try to figure out how long it is, that gives you a sort of a step-by-step, or sorry, a case study, should I say, a case study of how one person managed to get, I think it's 600 plus backlinks to their um, roundup blog, blog post because they decided to include um, feedback from 50 experts in uh, his or her industry. Next up, then we have the problem-solving blog posts. Again, this is very similar to the questions or so whatever the problem is that the person is facing. They've asked the question, um, and I guess in this particular one, you need to realize why people buy products and services. If you don't understand why people buy products or services, then um, you will not be able to give a, a, a offer a solution to their problem. So there are only two reasons, two reasons why people buy products or services. Number one is to move away from pain. And number two is to move towards pleasure. So obviously, food, clothing and shelter would come under the need to move away from pain because nobody wants to live on the streets. Everyone hates hunger pangs and no one likes to book around the place naked. So <laughs> that's a, the first the top three that's covered under move away from pain then move towards pleasure is buying things like luxury items you know luxury cars luxury perfumes creams jewelry you know stuff that are non-essential they're moving towards pleasure because what it does it gives a person status and rank in their society etc etc so always remember those two things those are the only two reasons people people buy just think of anything that you've bought in the past I don't know, in the last 12 months. And you can categorize them either under the move away from pain or moving towards pleasure. Uh, one other thing to remember um, when you obviously writing your uh, content or creating your content is the WIFM, W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me? Uh, so that's what, you know, you have to think of it on behalf of your audience. So I'm writing this blog post and what's it, what's they're probably thinking, well, what's in it for me? What do I gain from, you know, spending time reading your blog post? All right. And that more or less covers off um, 
the problem solving you just make sure you offer you find a question whatever the question is and you offer a solution it does not need to be step by step you can just write a high level overview of whatever the solution is um, in terms of like saying why they need this why they need a solution make sure you spend a lot of time on the problem though because once you delve and delve into the problem the more the more um it, it sort of seems to be it's, it seems to grow in size and the bigger the pain is the more people tend to move over to solving that particular um, problem all right uh, next up we have the resourceless and this is quite handy um because people will like you you someone will come and visit your site and say oh my goodness that's a really amazing site i like um um how it looks i wonder what they're using for email marketing i wonder what they or who designed their website or what theme they're using or you know what video um software you're using or where you're hosting your videos or what host they're using this is really good it's really fast or what plugins they're using People always have those questions when they come across a really good-looking site. And one of the best places to put your resource list, or one of the best places to put this is on a resource list that you put on your website. And you can put um, it under something like tech tools or resources, or my favorite resources, or something like that. Um, you can put it there, or you can put it in a blog post. Whichever way suits you, it's fine. And uh, it, you can do things, include tools like software, hardware, shortcuts. Um, the whole idea behind a resource list is to help your audience, members of your audience, do stuff, um, get stuff done first to begin with, and, and do it faster, better, cheaper, um, and giving, giving the user a better experience. Because it could be you have a really fast website host, and the price is good and all of that, but you absolutely hate your technical support. Not that you actually need it, but you just hate the way they do whatever they do. Um, and, and you would prefer to have, you know, a very similar um, speed on your website, uh, paying more or less the same price or even a little bit higher, but with an absolutely uh, heroic um, sort of support team that will actually back your website and where, where it's very easy for you to get onto them. So, you know, not always everything has to be cheaper or it just has to be better or giving the person who is using the, the product or service a much better experience so they, they enjoy doing or using this um, product or service and the big benefit for you like i mentioned in the very beginning and it will help you drive more traffic to your website and most importantly drive or increase your income because on this particular resource list you are going to include things like affiliate links not for every single resource that will just look too spammy you would actually have say for example your top five web hosting companies and you probably include three affiliate links or two affiliate links and leave the rest just as regular links or no links at all um but yeah and because you obviously have affiliate links anytime someone take up your recommendation you'd get paid for it voila resourceless are a ding ding dollar signs in your eyes um, really good thing to include on your website next up we have the gift guide i know you're probably thinking gift guide i thought the same thing i said oh why would i need to include a gift guide i am not in the fashion food 
or retail sector, why would I want to include a, uh, sorry, a food guide? Yeah, a gift guide. Why would I want to include a gift guide if I'm not in that kind of retail-y, you know, Easter sales, um, Black Friday sales kind of area? The good thing about having a gift guide is what you need to realize is that your audience is made up of people and people always buy gifts for other people or they like their, you know, significant other to know what they like. So they send them the link. And if it is you are the one recommending the gift with an affiliate link again, then voila, you can include gadgets. So in my particular area, because I deal with things like Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and all of that, I can include things like, you know, um, Bluetooth speakers, um, really good for, yeah, Bluetooth, Bluetooth speakers or Bluetooth head, headphones, really good for, you know, doing your training and listening to your videos on the go or um, no, I can think of a million different gadgets, um, lapel mics, podcast mics. Those are, those work as really good as, as gifts. AirPods, um, Apple Pods, you know, those things that you put in your phone that's wireless, Bluetooth AirPods. Um, you know, there's lots, lots of things that I can include uh, on my gift guide. And that way, when, the, when it's Christmas, Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's, birthdays, anniversaries, the whole lot. I have a gift guide on my side and people can go to my side, look at the gift guide and buy things for their significant other. So I should not really be excluding myself um, from um, the possibility of including a gift guide on my site. I've included a video in the show notes of um, the gift guide gadgets um, that someone contributed. I thought it was really, really handy um, because they have phone cases and all sorts of really cool things and gadgets that you can buy um, for your significant other, as you can see, giving you an example of what you can do for your site, especially if you're in technology as opposed to retail, fashion, or one of the other uh, travel, one of the other um, sort of niches that, that offer gift guides. All right, it's recap time. Woohoo! So we covered research, like I mentioned, the Pinterest research and keyword research. We covered editorial calendar. Really important to remember that the editorial calendar will actually drive you know, the whole strategic um, way that you approach your business, you know, uh, answer, the, answer the public and your audience questions, your Facebook groups, product ideas, real questions with Quora, uh, report posts, round up lists, problem solving posts, resource lists, and then finally gift guides. I really hope you found it useful. There's a lot I covered um, in it. That's why I have uh, an entire blog post, which is the show notes dedicated to this particular episode. So you can see all the links there. Um, and, you know, you can use it then to drive traffic to your websites and then to grow your business, in, um, increase engagement um, and skyrocket your actual blog and business. All right. So do remember to subscribe to the podcast. You can get access to the next episode. Um, remember, I also offer a 10-day start a blog uh, on your budget channel cha challenge um, where I, I offer over 20 plus HD videos. And you can look, look over my shoulder as I, I um, give you step-by-step -step instructions of how to um, start a blog. Um, if you do need help setting up your Pinterest profile um, and you need someone to manage your Pinterest account, um, reach out to me, follow the link, the Work With Me link there and you can get access to that. All right. 
So I hope you found this very valuable and you can implement it straight away. Get your editorial calendar up and running and off you go. Thanks ever so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week. Bye for now.